ladies and gentlemen. This is QC Fantasy. My name is Graham Rogers, joined by, as always, by my two lovely co-hosts, Taylor Story, Chris Hayes. How are we doing today, guys? Doing great. Sitting at home in my chair, where I'm supposed to be. What about you, Chris? I'm on that training camp tour. Jesus. To Rochester, New York, for the Bills training camp tomorrow. We got, better, we got better provide great content. We got Chris traveling the world, and by the world, I mean he is headed to Bills camp. So we will hopefully get some uh, live breaking news from Chris, get some good audio, video, photos. So we're, we're fired up about that. And by the time this episode is released, guys, we are probably going to have live football, Raiders, oh Jaguars, gosh. Hall of Fame game, still fired up about it. Let's go. I'm right. glued to the TV. So for all those listening, we did record yesterday. So as far as NFL news goes, we thought it was going to be quiet, but here we go. We've got some stuff to talk about. Let's get into it. So NFL news, guys, a couple things breaking today. The NFL is appealing Deshaun Watson's ruling the six-game suspension, uh, potentially looking for an indefinite suspension, some fines. You know, I we were talking about it earlier where uh, – I think they're upset about the money Deshaun's getting, how the Browns structured the contract, where there's only really a million dollars at risk this year. And, you know, again, the optics, right, of the NFL with some of these other things we've seen with Calvin Ridley. We kind of touched on it yesterday. So uh, tell me the impact about seeing the NFL here actually appealing this ruling and where this could lead. I mean, we're we're pretty much back to square one when it comes to Deshaun Watson. Um, I'm not really sure how long the appeal process is is going to take, but we're back to wait and see mode. Um, he's definitely going to be get suspended six games, but we're just going to have to wait and see uh, if he's going to be available at all this year. Yeah, I think the thing is, is it's it's got a chance to be pushed till next year. Like how long this appeal could take, because when somebody appeals in the NFL, they're I believe they're they're not technically suspended right until that's over. Uh, did Zeke go through that a couple of years ago? Where it was like, oh, he's suspended, but then he's appealing, so now he's not suspended, and then he ended up being suspended somewhere in the middle of the season. I'm pretty sure it was Zeke. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, yeah, it was. Right. Yeah, I thought so. Um, yeah, I mean, we knew it was coming. So uh, Goodell doesn't want to let this slide, and Goodell gets to choose who the judge is, I believe, or who who oversees the uh, appeal. So this will be interesting. I'm sure he's going to pick a a great person and uh, non biased for the job, as Roger Goodell is the best leader of all time. Yeah. And I, you know, I think we kind of see that being played out right now with, you know, Alvin Kamara, right? A little bit different because the league's not appealing, but, uh, you know, his attorneys kind of appealing things and pushing things off where we think we're probably going to see Alvin Kamara in a full season uh, this year. So it, it will be interesting to watch. I think, like Chris said, we're, we're probably guaranteed those six games. I would think they would want to get this wrapped up in a definite decision before the season starts because this is really kind of dragged on a full season with last year and Deshaun sitting out. So, like you said, back to square one and waiting and unfortunately talking about this more and more as the offseason progresses. Uh, guys, other big news that came out today, Marquise Brown uh, arrested for criminal speeding. You know, I was sending text messages because I'm, I'm high on Kyler, but you know, we just keep kind of chipping away here. I'm not a fan of James Conner either, but here we go with another pass catcher. All in all, is this going to be a big deal? Um, and if so, do we see this resulting in any sort of missed time for Hollywood? 
I haven't really heard of. Usually, you hear something from someone right away, like speculation of is that if this is going to turn into a big deal, and I haven't really heard any of that. So, I mean, as an NFL player that got a, I mean, really, it's a speeding ticket. So, odds are it's going to be shoved under the rug. Like, let's be honest. Maybe he gets a game. Maybe he maybe he gets suspended for a preseason game or a pretty good fine, something like that. But I don't. I'm not really worried yet until if they come out and say, like, oh, he's suspended four games, which would be a little crazy since Watson got six. So I feel like it's good timing for Marquise Brown, to be honest, with this Watson stuff going on. Like, everybody saw Watson get six. There's no way he gets a lot of games. He probably is not even going to be suspended a game, so it's probably not even going to be a big deal. Yeah, I guess if there was ever a good time to be caught going 100 miles an hour in a 65, right. this, this would be it. Yeah. Um, this... Yeah, I mean, I was doing that yesterday, and nothing happened to me. I'm just yeah. kidding. I'm he kidding. didn't kill. I mean, he didn't kill anyone like Henry oh, Rogers. Too soon. Um, <laughs> well, too that's soon. Very, that's, I don't know. Um, and that's my concern: is you know, does the and especially uh, there hasn't been any mention of obviously drugs or alcohol or anything like yeah, yeah anything like yeah. that, but. If there was, then it's like, man, did this does this kind of bring back the Henry Rugg situation? And does the NFL step in and try to make a point, right? So right. hopefully that's not the case. But like you said, maybe a fine, something like that. Obviously let it play out in court and see what happens. But uh, for all of my Kyler Marquise Brown stacks in best ball, um, hoping that this does not actually lead to any suspension or missed time. And then, guys, other we call it news it's gross news but Geno Smith is taking more first team reps than Drew Locke at the Seattle camp honestly I'm not surprised by this I have kind of been anticipating Geno probably taking more snaps this year than Drew Locke I just I think he's a better quarterback he you know he's not a world beater he's not all that great he's not going to actually win you games but I think he's just a better quarterback so uh anything here we are going to talk about best ball wide receivers today and obviously there are a couple big names in Seattle but Anything to this or anything you guys prefer as far as fantasy goes with this quarterback situation? I mean, I feel like Gino's the better quarterback, so it doesn't really surprise me. Um, he's obviously probably going to have a little more rapport with those two guys having played last year, so maybe it's better for those two, but really it's Gino Smith and it's Drew Locke, so I don't really care. I mean, it's a little more clarity on who might be playing quarterback there, so it's for teams that are maybe zero RB or have to utilize one of these guys as a third QB, it's news. But thankfully, I am not relying on Geno Smith or Drew Locke in any single league. So I, I think I'll be all right. Yeah, I mean, we, we know what Geno is. I feel like he's only a step ahead of, of Locke because he's familiar with the system. And like you said, he's familiar with with those top uh, top receivers. But I'm really... I'm definitely not interested in drafting either Drew Locke or Geno Smith, even in no. Superflex leagues. Not at all. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. I I haven't touched either of them in best ball either, so I, I'm not overly concerned. So, guys, that's the news for now. Let's uh let's get into some some best ball wide receiver stuff. We had some some good conversation yesterday. A lot of conversation about moving guys up and down, and some some value you can find maybe late in drafts. And let's try to try to do the same with the receivers here. All right, 
so diving into my rankings, this is all best ball, half PPR. So again, that, that changes it just a little bit when, you know, I talked about it with running backs with Naheem Hines, J.D. McKissick, guys like that. It doesn't quite bump them up as high. You know, I would consider some of the slot guys like, you know, when Cole Beasley was playing last year or a Hunter Renfro type player, uh, that those receptions being worth one, one point are worth a lot more as, a pair, as opposed to half a point. So kind of factoring that in a little bit, but diving in starting at number one i am going to start with justin jefferson in minnesota uh you know again i think we've talked all offseason about cooper cup love the player love the offense um just man if he's going to do it again and be the number one guy we're talking about repeating a an absolutely historic season so just as far as quote unquote regression goes um going jefferson over cup i do have cup locked in at number two just ahead of jamar chase i think those are the top three and i I really don't have any question about it and if somebody were to flip-flop that order it really wouldn't bother me whichever way it goes um looking at stefan diggs at number four Devontae Adams at number five. Had Devontae stayed in Green Bay, I think that would be flip-flopped as well. But just with the change of teams, Derek Carr being a little bit of a downgrade, a lot of it, maybe if you ask Taylor, uh, as far as quarterback play goes this year. Hmm. Uh, CeeDee Lamb comes in at six. A lot of that is going to be just how many targets are missing from that offense, right? With Gallup missing time early, Amari Cooper moving on, CeeDee Lamb just he has to be the guy this year um and with Dak Prescott at quarterback hopefully that's a role that he is able to step into I've got Mike Evans number seven again a similar situation with Chris Godwin maybe missing time feeling good about the targets he's going to get and really in the red zone as well with Gronkowski not being there um he's going to have a lot more opportunity than he already has in the past where we'd be worried about some regression with Mike Evans with how many touchdown receptions he has the past few years but with those guys out especially early I like Mike Evans at the seven slot. A.J. Brown coming in at number eight with the move to Philadelphia. Debo Samuel right behind him at number nine. You know, similar guys there, similar situation where they have new quarterbacks. One's in a completely new system, one's not. Um, And quarterbacks that can run the ball. So I think if they were playing with a pocket quarterback, I may have them a little higher little bit of a hot take here you guys know mike williams i'm a big fan of especially in best ball where we do talk about these spike weeks i don't have to set a lineup they just get inserted in uh when guys go off so i'm good taking a risk on mike williams with justin herbert at the helm in la uh t higgins comes in at number 11 so yes that means i've got two guys in cincinnati as wide receiver ones which is pushing it but i'm comfortable and then Michael Pittman, maybe another surprise here, uh, coming in at number 12. Wide receiver one, you guys know, I I like Tyreek Hill. I don't like his situation. I'm not a huge Tua fan. So Michael Pittman squeaks in there at number 12. And again, kind of like I talked about with CeeDee Lamb, Mike Evans, I mean, where else is the ball going to go? I know Jonathan Taylor's going to get his touches, but if Matt Ryan's passing the ball, and I do think Matt Ryan is – a little undervalued and underappreciated. Um, it, it's got to go to Michael Pittman, regardless of the down, regardless of the situation. And then again, I think especially in the red zone, that's got to be a target if it's not going to Jonathan Taylor out of the backfield. So, fellas, that's my top 12 wide receivers. I've got some hot takes in there. Again, looking at best ball, just looking at the upside and hoping for some of these big spike weeks. That's kind of the way I have been drafting this offseason from March till now more to come what do you guys think I think it's pretty solid at the top there for sure um 
see this is where cd lamb drops in this format i do feel like which is what you've shown he drops to six i think he's definitely a mid wide receiver one in best ball just because of we're unsure if he's taking that step and i don't know if he's gonna pass any of those guys that are in front of him this year um all those guys are definitely solid easy options to have a dominant season uh you might even say mike evans is you can put him in front of him just because he's sneaky always top top 10 it feels like but i I like lamb there it's kind of the potential uh the youthfulness the good offense Dak prescott he's linked to a lot of good uh, good things i mean like mike evans is but um really i've got no issue with the with the top 12 um maybe i'm i think i'm just because i'm lower on Pittman as a whole i might drop him a couple spots and there's probably really there's only one guy i might swap him out for so i might drop pit Pittman a spot but I mean he'll be the first guy we talk about in the wide receiver twos but everything else like Mike Williams is definitely a guy that belongs in that top 12 especially in in best ball Um, and just nobody really talks about him it seems like it's almost like he's an afterthought but he is he is dominant when healthy we saw it last year he plays the majority of games and doesn't come out a lot he's going to have an absolutely dominant season every year he's linked to Justin Herbert and he signed that deal so I mean, what we're looking at Mike Williams as a top 12 option for two, three more years, at least when healthy. So uh, overall, I, I, I like the wide receiver one list. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty happy with it. I think 11 of them belong there without a doubt. Yeah, I think it's pretty solid, Graham. I think your top five, you know, spot on you know, those first three are definitely interchangeable. And I think Adams and Diggs are both you could take one or the other. Um, for me personally, I, I'd probably move Debo up a little bit just because I, I love the reports coming from camp about how he's on the same page with Shanahan about how he's going to be used and, you know, the contract's done with. Um, I'm just I'm also just not a huge believer in Dallas this year and, and their offense. I'm just not sure what direction they're, they're headed, um, whether it's going to be, you know, another 50-50 split, um, running the ball and passing the ball. I'm just not 100% sure. I love Mike Evans, especially this year with with questions about Godwin. Um, A.J. Brown, like, I, I love the new fit with Hurts, but, you know, he has injury concerns as well. So I, I love I love Debo quite a bit. Um, so I'd probably move him up a few spots. Um, and for best ball, I'd probably move Tyreek into that, you know, low-end wide receiver one, um, whether it was Pittman or, or T. Higgins or – or Mike Williams coming out. I mean, frankly, those four are all interchangeable to me as well. Just because I think Tyreek, out of those four guys, like he's 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 most likely to have the biggest game. Like Tyreek is capable of these fifty point outings that almost no one in the in the, in the league is is capable of. Um, so I'd probably slot him in, especially for best ball. But pretty satisfied with with your list. All right. I appreciate that. Let's let's push back there than I was I was expecting. There was more with with some of the running back talk. Um, yeah, you know I I really am not a huge fan of you know C.D. Lamb honestly as as a wide receiver and being an alpha right, being the guy. Like he could be one B maybe, but because he's with Dak Prescott in an offense that we think should be pretty good, I I could see Mike Evans flip flopping there. But 
in all honesty, I am a little bit concerned, even with some of the guys leaving, that Mike Evans could get all the red zone targets or he could get less than he got last year just because of, you know, regression back to the mean, right? So that's interesting to watch. And then I'll go ahead and dive into the next uh, 12 guys, uh, the, my wide receiver too. So we, we hit on Tyreek Hill there. I've got him at 13. And, you know, I, I do agree that he had upside right like I love Tyreek Hill as a player and I think if you pair him with probably the top I don't know let's say 15 quarterbacks in the league I would agree with you that he's got more upside than just about any other wide receiver out there um but with Tua at quarterback is kind of where I get a little bit more reserved on Tyreek Hill, where there's no doubt he's a playmaker. But what we've seen with Patrick Mahomes, um, just it's not going to be there this year with Tua at quarterback. I, I just don't believe that. So that's why I drop him there. It has nothing to do with the talent. It has more to do with the situation and who's throwing him the ball and how quarterback play can really strongly affect wide receiver one performance so um locking in at 14 i've got keenan allen again i I can't get enough of the los angeles offense whether it's herbert mike williams keenan allen austin eckler you've just got options everywhere dj moore i've slotted in at 15 honestly i probably would have had him lower before the baker news um i know there's talk about sam darnold and baker being a competition if anybody has watched football with eyeballs they know baker mayfield is a better quarterback than sam darnold so uh dj moore in at 15 i mean it's a guy that's just been a locked in kind of wide receiver two maybe back end wide receiver two but when you look at the guys that's that have been throwing him the football lately it's just abysmal and that's coming from a carolina fan so i know full well uh Cortland Sutton comes in at 16. I did actually move him up a little bit after the news of Tim Patrick. I don't think KJ Hamler is going to come in and take away targets from him. So I think his upside goes up a little bit just in total number of targets he could see this year. Uh, Deontay Johnson comes in at 17. I know there are questions around that offense. I know reports out of camp aren't all that great about any of their quarterbacks, but if there's one guy that has just gotten targets year after year um, in Pittsburgh, it's Deontay. Uh, following that up, I do have Marquise Brown at 18. Um, I, I may push him up above Deontay. That wouldn't bother me because his situation is much better. But I am concerned about that drop off in the back half of the year once Hopkins comes back from suspension as well. That could really hurt, especially when you're trying to win big money like in Underdog's Best Ball Mania, uh, where it's $2 million to first i may not want marquise brown on too many rosters just because of that uh alan robinson coming in at 19 uh you know taking over that kind of robert woods role being another guy in a what we know is a really good offense we've seen what stafford can do it's his second off season in the offense and if i'm anticipating cooper cup maybe not having quite as historic of a season, some of those targets are going to go elsewhere. I, I really believe that, and I think it could be Allen Robinson. We saw OBJ break onto the scene last year after receive, having zero receiving touchdowns last year in Cleveland, um, and then his performance in L.A. before his injury in the Super Bowl. Brandon Cooks locked in at number 20. You know, I, I don't know what more I can say other than just the consistency of him being a wide receiver too, regardless of who is throwing him the ball, what the situation is. I think the three of us feel pretty good about Davis Mills being an average NFL quarterback. He's not going to win you games, but he's not going to just absolutely kill Brandon Cooks' season. DK Metcalf at 21, uh, that is banking on talent. And again, some of those, some of those big games, because there are going to be games where DK Metcalf on a couple of plays just – 
makes things happen and breaks away from defenders for long plays. And those are the spike weeks I'm looking for in best ball. Rashad Bateman coming in at 22. Another situation where you just have a lot of targets leaving uh, with Marquise Brown headed to Arizona. Uh, Hopefully they're kind of going to let Lamar loose a little bit more. Will be interesting to watch once Dobbins and Gus Edwards are back healthy. What that balance is as far as their ratios of passing to rushing plays. Uh, Drake London locked in at 23, so I do have a rookie in my top 24. A lot of that is just going to be based on volume. I mean, I mean, he's going to be outside of Pitts, the the guy there, at least at wide receiver. So I, I am banking on that. I don't think it's a team that's going to be winning many games either. So they're not going to be running the ball. And if they are, it's going to be you know what, Cordero Patterson, uh, Damian Williams. Uh, and then, I don't know, Tyler Algier. So I like the volume that Drake London could see this year. And then Amari Cooper locked in at 24. Obviously, if the suspension with Deshaun Watson changes, his ranking will change. He'll probably drop out of top 24. And then that would open the door for him. I'm just going to go ahead and spoil it because it's a guy that Taylor loves. Juju Smith-Schuster sit right outside at 25. Would Dagger. Move would move into that 24 spot. Um, so, But that's where I have Amari and Juju as of right now. Guys, maybe a little bit more debate here in this second 12. So what do you guys think on these? Oh, I've got some debate. All right, let's have I've it. I've got some. Answer this question. Who's better, Tyree Kill or Michael Pittman? A better Straight player? Up. Yeah, better player. Yeah, Tyree Kill. Okay. By a wide margin, you'd probably say? Um, wide oh, margin. Hmm. If... Okay, I'm going to flip the script just a little bit. How high would we be on Michael Pittman this year if he was playing in Kansas City? If he was playing Kansas City? With Patrick Mahomes. How high would we be on Michael Pittman? Not as high as Tyree Kill in Kansas City, but a little bit higher. Okay. Continue with your questioning. You've got Tyree Kill right behind Michael Pittman, and you say it's because of the quarterback yet when you look over a couple columns on our spreadsheet you've got Tua ranked ahead of matt ryan in your best ball rankings correct so you so you think that Tua is going to finish better than matt ryan but tyreek's going to finish worse than michael pittman correct i want you to go ahead and name the number two option and the starting tight end in miami as opposed to the number two option and the starting tight end in indy i i still think Regardless of who's behind both of those guys, Tyreek Hill is going to get more. He's just, I think he's just going to obviously do better and obviously comes back to his stats. I still think he's going to have a a better season than Michael Pittman. Um, I just, I just cannot put Pittman ahead of Tyreek Hill yet. I mean, we've seen it his whole career, even with, I mean, not even just with Patrick Mahomes. He's just an, an, unbelievable player like there there's no way i can drop tyree kill out of my top 12 just because of what he's done with history and and he showed no signs of falling off um like i said when we were talking about the first 12 i think i would just swap those two because i mean michael pittman's right there um you know you talk about guys like deontay like really you see him grouped with maybe like deontay dj moore marquise brown like maybe even metcalf just because of age kind of kind of breakout looming type of situation. And I I think he leads all those guys easily. So I think there's still, I think there's just a a gap between them still. Um, Even if you switch them one spot, like, like there's still a a pretty decent gap between what, what would be 12 Tyreek for me and 13 Pittman. Um, 
I, I just think Tua can get the job done. I, I almost might even say that in their current state, Tua might even be better than Matt Ryan. I mean, what are we going to see out of Matt Ryan this year? It's going to be up in the air. He's either, I think he's either going to, he's not going to be mediocre. I think he's either going to be, he's going to be good and look like old Matt Ryan, kind of, maybe not MVP Matt Ryan, obviously, but, or he's going to just be like Carson Wentz for the Colts, just, just not that good. Um, and just not kind of show that explosiveness that, that he might saw. I mean, Pittman's going to get his. That's why he'd still be top 13 easy for me. There's definitely a break. There's a break between Tyreek and Pittman for me, but then there's a and also a break between Pittman and everyone else for me. So I don't know. I, I would just I would just have Tyreek ahead of Pittman easily. Chris, give us give us your input on that. Uh break 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 the tie here because I, I understand the reasoning with where I have Matt Ryan versus where I have Tua. And you know, I again I think that with the opportunity there, even if Tua throws more passes than Matt Ryan he has other weapons that he can go to rather than Tyreek Hill so I won't argue that Michael Pittman's a better player than Tyreek Hill because I don't believe that but I think when I have the quarterbacks ranked where they are um, if Matt Ryan had another guy like Jalen Waddle in Indy I I may flip-flop those Um, but I just I don't know where else Matt Ryan is going to go with the ball and when we're talking about about a guy that's 6'4 220 plus and runs a 4'5 at wide receiver and I've got Matt Ryan throwing him the ball I don't think Matt Ryan's going to be an unbelievable quarterback this year I do think he's going to be better than Carson Wentz in the fact that he's not going to turn the ball over as much which means more sustained drives for that offense which probably means just better output for everybody on the offense but Chris, go ahead and, and weigh in on Pittman versus Tyreek Hill here. I don't know. I get what you're saying about uh, about Tyreek, you know, potentially losing targets to guys like Waddle and, and Gasecki. But in my mind, like, the targets that Tyreek is going to lose to those guys is probably pretty equivalent to, like, Pittman losing target targets because the Colts are running, running Taylor through the ground as well. So, like, I think that evens out. I personally rather have Tyreek, like, as I said before, like, I would want him in that wide receiver one category. Um, you know who I would flip him out for. I'm not sure, but in a basketball draft or in any draft, like I would take the known commodity in, in Tyreek, despite new offense. It's like they paid him a, a gajillion dollars. You know they're they're going to use him. Like they didn't pay him all that money to you know, to to split a bunch of time with with Jalen Waddle. Like Travis Kelsey's not around anymore. Tyreek is the he is the alpha. So I'd rather take Tyreek than, than Pittman. I mean, I love, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I think he's a stud. But I'm, I'm going to take the proven commodity and I'm going to take the potential for 50 to 60 point games at, at any given week. I was going to say, I think what really breaks that tie for me is that is, is Tyreek's ability to just absolutely go ballistic. Like, do we think that – I mean, I don't I don't see a game where Pittman goes off for like 45 points like what Tyreek Hill can do, right? Like Tyreek can absolutely outright win you a game, no questions asked. Like he had a 48-point game last year. I, I just don't – I don't see Pittman being able to do that. Like Tyreek can absolutely break Wait, open a game. Did, did Tyreek have 60 against Tampa Bay? Uh, I think it depends on the format. That 48 game, I think, was his big game. Um, let me just if, double check. I think it was against 
uh, while you're looking up, if Tyreek Hill was still in Kansas City, I would wholeheartedly believe and agree with you that his upside there and the chance for him to go for 40 or 50 points, which we know is absolutely absurd, is a whole... Kansas City for best ball, I'm taking him one or two overall out of the wide receivers. He'd be top five for sure. I don't... Yeah, if if, if Tyreek's on Kansas City, he's top five. If Pittman's on Kansas City, I don't think he's top five. That's not a question. But as far as the actual, like, explosiveness, are we going to see Tyreek hit a 40-point game this year with Tua Tungavailoa as his quarterback? Yes. I'm I'm going no. I'm going absolutely no. It's a good tweet. That's the tweet of the week. No, no chance. Keep an eye right. out for that poll. All right, so we're, we're arguing a lot here over one spot to get into the top 12. So, so, Taylor, go ahead and run through the, the other 11 guys here that we have to talk about. Um, yeah, and who cares rankings, about them? And uh, what I got right, what I got wrong, um, and then we'll let Chris go. And after that, we'll kind of look outside to 36 and beyond to see what other value is out there. Yeah, I think, again, it's everybody that's in this second 12 belongs there. Um, you mentioned a couple guys just outside, Juju, McLaurin, Waddle, some of those big names that are literally one, two, three outside the top 24. Maybe you move one of them, if, one of them in for Drake London just because he's a rookie. I can see people doing that. Um, for me, for sure, another guy that I'm just – bullish on is I, Alan Robinson would drop out of there for Waddle, McLaurin or Juju, either one of them. Um, put him at any spot. I just don't I just don't think Robinson's got it anymore. I mean, he looked absolutely awful. Maybe maybe he was dogging it. I don't know. People, A lot of people are saying, oh, he's just dogging it to get out of there. So I, I'll be happily wrong if that was the case. He ended up dogging it and he looks great this season, but there's no shot in this world that I'm going to draft Allen Robinson before Juju, Terry, or Waddle uh, and get burned again. Like, how dumb am I going to feel if I draft him above any of those guys that are below him and just get absolutely burned? Um, so, yeah, Allen Robinson kind of dropped for me. Um, maybe Jalen Waddle would be the guy that I'd move up there. Um, Except to just sneak in there. Just to, just to throw it back out I there. I love again. that. Yeah, I love that guy. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and then a couple guys down below, like Elijah Moore is another guy that's a few spots outside the top twenty-four. He's been he's been kind of the lead wide receiver um, as probably expected at the Jets. I know Garrett Wilson's a great talent, but probably going to take him some time to develop. So keep an eye on Elijah Moore. He could be a good guy at that spot. A um, few other guys, Alan Lazard, definitely going to be a guy to keep your eye on if you can get him as like your fifth wide receiver or something like that, just because of. Number one option, who's throwing him the ball? We've all heard we've all heard that talk. Um, <coughs> sorry, I'm not choking on my own spit over here. Oh my god, somebody else go. <laughs> it's an amateur hour. I, I'll jump in uh, real quick. Just on the, Allen, on, on the Allen Robinson stuff, and I'm, I'm hoping Chris will back me up here because I think he's he likes Allen Robinson as well. well you know, I, I think we heard similar stuff about Odell when he was in Cleveland um, where, you know, he wanted out or his quarterback just wasn't cutting it. Uh, You know, the offense wasn't set up well for him, so on and so forth. Similar things to what we've seen with Robinson in Chicago and similar to, say, DJ Moore, where I think this Allen Robinson, like he's talented, like what his best quarterback he's had. Let's say Justin Fields, I think, is actually his best quarterback. But you go back to like Blake Bortles, right, in Jacksonville. So that's where you 
you put him with a guy like Matthew Stafford, who we've seen, I mean, Kenny Galladay was a highly sought after asset in Detroit when he had Matthew Stafford throw into him. So I think that's where I see parallels with Robinson being able to take this next step. He also doesn't have to be the alpha on that team because Cooper Cup is there and going to take a lot of attention. Um, So Chris, go ahead, jump in, talk about Robinson and what else you see in this second group of guys that you would change. Yeah, I'm going to go the exact opposite of Taylor when it comes to Allen Robinson. Um, I frankly think you've got him too low. Like when, if I'm thinking about like, if I want the lineup with the most with, with the most points possible, I want to be attached to the offenses that are going to be putting up a lot of points. So, like, I think you've got Allen Robinson too low. I think you've got Cortland Sutton too low, and I think you've got like you've got guys like D, even with Baker Mayfield. Like, I still think DJ Moore, Deontay Johnson, like their their ceilings will only take they're only so high because of their because of their offense. Their, their offenses as a whole like Brandon Cooks is the same like yeah he's a like you said he's a rock solid wide receiver too you're, you're you may not be looking for rock solid that may not be what wins you Robinson in that offense no I'm still a believer like I will die on that hill and Cortland Sutton with Tim Patrick out like I think he's going to be the guy. I, I think you've got Jerry Judy way too low at, at this point. Like, I'm not bullish on Judy, but there's going to be opportunity there now. Um, you got to get Juju in there. Um, I'm not crazy about the Drake London in the wide receiver two section. Like, I get we may think the volume is there, but, I mean, he's still going to be playing second fiddle to Kyle Pitts. Like, that's the alpha in the offense. Um offense as a whole is going to be pretty um i think they'll surprise some people but they'll still be inefficient as as a whole so i think robinson should be a little higher i think Cortland Sutton should be a little higher and guys like dj moore hollywood brown should maybe be a little lower yeah i i just i i cannot get on the Allen robinson train um i think his underdog adp right now is wide receiver 20 Head of guys like Deontay Johnson, Brandon Cooks, Metcalf. Uh, a couple guys that you've got down below him, but there's just no chance. I mean, I I will not own a single Allen Robinson in Dynasty Best Ball redraft for funsies. I won't I won't pull his NFL card out of a out of a NFL card pack. I don't want anything related to Allen Robinson anywhere near me. Um I'm just not going to get burned again. Like if he if he's actually declined like that, I don't want him. Um, can't do it. Can't do it. I, I'd rather take most of those other guys before him. So he'd he'd move down for sure for me. That's fair. That's fair. And I, I you know, that's why I kind of stall with him, kind of right there in the middle, uh, because I I can see both arguments where yes, he is on a better offense than you know Deontay or DJ Moore. Um, Marquise Brown probably as well and obviously the issues going on there legally but you know also knowing that he's not the guy there either uh so that's where I kind of I balk a little bit and that's why he's sitting right there in the middle you know Chris wants him higher Taylor wants him lower um and then to touch on Drake London you know I, I did go back and forth a little bit on London and having him this high I think if you you know, look down a little ways, Traylon Burks and Chris Olave. I have down there right around that wide receiver three line, and they may 
both of them may move up depending on what Michael Thomas uh, ends up doing as we get closer to the season, if he's going to be ready for week one and what that looks like. Um, but, you know, I've got this stretch here right after this top 24. I do just want to dive in where I've got these second year players of, say, a Waddle, Devontae Smith, you know, Gabe Davis, year three, Brandon Ayuk, Elijah Moore, Amon Ra, uh, where I, I also thought about having Drake London in that range. Um and like you said, I, I did just kind of push him up because he he is the guy in the offense. If I look at those guys, they're pri- and in that offense, I mean, at the wide receiver position, I get the Kyle Pitt stuff. Don't get me wrong. Um, but also a team that's probably going to be losing more games and need to throw the ball. And I am going to somewhat trust Marcus Mariota. But um, look in that kind of third section here, guys. I'm not going to run through all of them, but guys there that maybe you're higher on outside of Taylor. You know, I know you mentioned Juju. We've had a little Jalen Waddle discussion. Anybody else in that kind of, let's call it 25 to 40 range that you would move higher? I'll go first, Taylor, if that's cool. That's great. Right. Um, I'm not going to touch on Juju or Waddle. I've already kind of touched on them. Um, I, I, for best ball, I too like Gabe Davis. I mean, I know it's a homer pick, but I mean, he's improved. Like, if he's improved and he if he matches the hype level, like he he's going to be a pretty good asset for best ball. Um, Taylor, I like Alan Lazard just just like yeah. you. Um, but some other guys that that I like that are a little lower, like J- Jerry Judy's like man, what like. I couldn't even imagine taking Kadarius Tony over Jerry Judy. Like I couldn't even fathom in any league. Like I, I couldn't fathom it. Um, someone that's way lower though. I'm going down to like fifty. Um, I mean, if you're looking for just pure upside, like we both, we all like Juju here. Um, but if you're looking, I feel like Juju is the safe play when it comes to the Kansas City offense. But if you're looking for that upside, like Nicole Hardman is is that upside guy. Like, I know he's already hurt in training camp, and I'm pissed up, pissed as hell that he is. But, like, I mean, I think he was he was, uh, he was was top 10 in yards after catch, you know, last year. So, I mean, he's not going to be Tyreek Hill. Like, let's let's be perfectly clear. But if he is that, that deep threat and the ball's in his hands, like, he is he's as dangerous as it gets. Yeah, I think that's that's fair. And I... I think the really hard part, and it's reflected in these guys' ADPs too, which I'll be honest has impacted my rankings a little bit. Where you know I don't want to tell you that Michael Hardman is a top thirty-six guy, even though I think he has that upside, right? Because I don't have to pay up to spot thirty-six to get Michael. It's it's just man, I don't I don't know how that offense is going to play out, other than you know. Um, Travis Kelsey like that's that's the obvious and then Juju I think is gonna have his role and then it's hey they paid MVS Meikle's been there for a while but hasn't really done anything Sky Moore's a rookie that a lot of people are high on so I think that's where you see you know say MVS or Meikle Hardman lower down Sky Moore obviously being even lower um just because I don't know how which way that offense is going to go but also the fact that I can wait that long and still get pieces pieces of a Patrick Mahomes offense, which I am absolutely all about. And yeah, there's a lot of Jerry Judy slander in here. Um, I just I'm not a fan of the player. Um, you know, I get Russell Wilson's there. I, I just I've got not the off field stuff, so don't take it that way. But just 
Henry Ruggs vibes where he was just, yeah, he was an Alabama quarterback. I mean, wide receiver with really good quarterback play with Mac Jones um, and Tua and Hertz and everybody else he played with and was on the field with. And just, you know, it was great in college, but hasn't really produced. He sat, had some injuries as well. And you mentioned Kadarius Tony, um, but I, I don't know the last time that Jerry Judy had a uh, 30-point game in the NFL, which Kadarius Tony does have on his resume. Um, so if I'm if I'm swinging upside and we talk about that in best ball, um, again, I can understand people having Jerry Judy higher. I just, like Taylor has said about some other guys, I, I am literally going to have zero Jerry Judy this year. So, um, yeah. yeah, there is some slander and some bias there. So my rankings, if you like Judy, you can have him higher. I got no problem with it, but he's not somebody that I'm, I'm going to rely on uh, this year. Yeah, I, I think I, I touched on a few of the guys. Um, I still like some of those guys up top, you know, like Waddle, McLaurin, Juju, even Brandon Ayuk, I mentioned Elijah Moore too. If I'm looking at kind of that 25 to 40, like you said, um, I mean, you got to have your safe guys too. Like, let's be honest, you've, you've got to have some guys that uh, aren't going to kill you and maybe they're not going to win you week by themselves, just, but they're going to do all did right. Did you just say safe on a best ball podcast? Is that what you I mean? Is that what I heard? I say, not a lot. One guy that might be safe, and it's, it's Hunter Renfro. Um, I think his ceiling is limited, but I feel like he's still going to get enough targets to – at the end of the season, I bet we see him average 12, 13 points a game. I think he was maybe around 15 last year, if I believe that correctly. So it's going to dip a little bit. Um, he he is really good. He's still really good at route running. Um, guys are going to, I mean, they're going to double Devontae in the red zone. So the odds are he gets open and he has a couple big two touchdown games, let's say maybe one or two, something like that. So he's still going to get his. I think it's just going to be a lot more limited. That's why he's definitely dropping in everybody's rankings. Um, so he's a guy I like in this area for sure. Um, and then just after that, I mean, I'm just peppering guys with big, big playability. Like you mentioned, Tony, um, Christian Kirk's even a guy that could have big, big, uh, big plays on that team. Like if anybody's going to have big plays on the Jaguars, it, they're all going to come from Christian Kirk or Travis Etienne. So we're talking about wide receivers. It's Christian Kirk. He's the only one that's probably going to score big plays there. Uh, he still certainly has the juice. Um, I mean, I'm even looking down at a guy like, Chase Claypool, um, I don't know if I'd really – it'd be tough to draft him now for an, any sort of reliability just because I, I'd really rather like to see how it plays out in camp and where they are at the start of the season with him and Pickens. So, that I mean, like Rondell Moore, uh, like even even a couple of rookies like Sky Moore or, uh, or you know, Jahan Dotson, guys that are, that are definitely going to have some roles in their offense I wouldn't mind taking a shot on. Uh, Chris said Miko Harmon. He is certainly a best ball favorite for the past feels like 20 years and just never really ends up being too hype, but he, he will always have that big playability uh, even further down. Like uh, Jamison Williams wouldn't be a bad pick. I feel like he's going to still come on strong at the end of the season. So if, if you've got the opportunity and the, uh, a good enough team to kind of sit on him, like feel free to take a shot. Uh, I saw somewhere, some beat reporter said for the Lions said that, uh, he thinks Jamison Williams is going to lead the lead, lead the uh, team in touchdowns at the end of the season by only probably playing like half the year. So bold take, and I'm not I'm certainly not saying that, but he he could still be explosive, and you're definitely going to get a steal on him because nobody's probably thinking Jamison Williams in best ball in the Lions. So really, when I'm when I'm getting to that kind of 45 and after range, 40 and after, uh, I'm really just trying to hit guys that have have big playability, especially if I've got like maybe three wide receivers that are that are going to be really solid for me. So. Really, you're looking for guys that can 
take up those flex spots. Like you want your big guys to take your starter spots. Uh, if your league's got a few flex spots, you just want uh, absolute upside. Like the odds of at least one of those guys hitting every week is probably pretty high. Um, it's it's probably equal for all of them not hitting either, but you're going to win more weeks than not with just a bunch of huge big play guys sitting on your bench just waiting to absolutely explode for 25, 30 points randomly um, a few times a season. So that's that's kind of the formula for for really winning those those tight matchups in best ball, I think. Yeah, it's once you get to that range, like you said, if you've if you spent picks early, I'm I'm good taking risks. And again, I'm I'm walking out of these drafts again, going about 18 rounds or so, 19 or 20 if you get into one of these underdog or DraftKings Superflex, uh, big best ball tournaments. But I'm getting out of there with seven, eight wide receivers, maybe nine if I go really thin at tight end and yeah, quarterback absolutely. and just and just go two each there. So that's where you can start to, you know, kind of kind of reach on some of these guys, like you said, that just have the upside. Uh, you mentioned rookies. Jalen Tolbert's another one that, you know, James Washington has gone down with an injury here in camp. So you're talking about CeeDee Lamb, Dalton Schultz, the running backs we know, and then you're talking about a pretty talented rookie competing against Noah Brown and, you know, some guys like that. So that's another rookie that I've taken shots on. I will say I did this for the running backs. So I'll kind of break down just some of the not top tier guys that I have pretty high exposure to. Uh, Jalen Tolbert is number one, uh, again, just because I can get him late. He's a rookie. He's on Dallas's offense. And other than CeeDee Lamb and maybe Dalton Schultz, not a lot of competition there, at least right now. Russell Gage uh, is another one. I was drafting him earlier. Uh, and actually, I may draft him a little bit more now that Julio signed because his ADP is going to drop a little bit. And I, I still like the player in the situation. Uh, unfortunately, my third, uh, again, one of these non-top 24 guys that I drafted it was Tim Patrick uh, so that that hurts and then I have taken shots like you mentioned on a Chase Claypool a guy that yes could give me absolute zeros for a lot of the season but we've also seen him have three touchdown games um, Traylon Burks is another that I, I don't really have to pay up for but there's not a whole lot of competition there uh, for you know when Tennessee is passing and not just running the ball Tyler Boyd is another again in a good offense and heaven forbid something happens to Jamar Chase or T Higgins and to have Boyd tied to Joe Burrow all for that and then I get into some of the rookies like uh, Chris Olave coming in here uh, I do every now and again there's a lot of Curtis Samuel slander I don't like the offense but if somehow he gets back to what he was in Carolina after coming off an injury last year I do think he's overlooked and another guy I just I don't have to pay up for so just a couple names there uh, for guys I, I do have decent exposure to um, and again in best ball if I get weeks where they're not doing anything hopefully it doesn't kill me but I could get the upside from those guys um, so I do have a question for you guys favorite stack in best ball with wide receiver and quarterback that is a a realistic one right like it it is kind of hard to pull off Diggs and allen even though i've got it um a couple of times but something in you know maybe a little less obvious not just top flight guys that are qb1 wide receiver one that you guys would like for this upcoming season in best ball hmm interesting um I think I mentioned Mike Williams and Justin Herbert at some point. That would probably be my overall favorite because you can probably pretty realistically swing that and not really have to overpay. But if I'm looking elsewhere, um, let's say if I'm going 
going cheap QB, I, I would not be mad at, and we and we talked about it. I'm riding the train. I would not be mad at Tua and Tyreek stack. Uh, I don't think it would really be beneficial if you had Tua and Jalen Waddle. I don't really think that it would do anything. So, if I'm getting anybody from that offense, I wouldn't be mad at getting both of those guys. Tua is maybe a yeah, probably my second QB just to not, I mean, I don't want to have to rely on Tua. So, and I wouldn't be mad at getting Tyreek just in general on my team. So those weeks that Tyreek might go off, it's certainly going to help Tua. So I, I wouldn't mind that stack as a kind of on the cheaper option, just because you're looking at pretty cheap QB there. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give you two answers here. Um, one is Stafford with either Cup or Allen Robinson for me. Um, I had Stafford and Cup last year in, in our league, and it was, it was pretty – it was all right. It was, it was all right. Um, and I, I do like Allen Robinson, but I've been, I've been doing a lot of mock drafts to get ready for, for redraft, and it's not a wide receiver back, back but Taylor, you're going you're gonna to love this. I find myself almost always taking uh, Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones as mm. – as stack just because of that that receiving element so i know it's not receivers but i think if you're looking for a high a high ceiling stack like rogers and jones can provide that to you for festival hey i bet if you look at if you just take aaron jones receiver stats at the end of this season i bet he's top 30 (laughs) would not would not doubt it i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised by that either not at all yeah so i'd probably take rogers and lazar as well yeah, yeah, I mentioned yeah, that definitely a couple of days ago. Sneaky stack, sneaky stack of the week, new segment. Yeah, and that's a that's an affordable one too, which is which is nice yeah. with where those guys are falling in drafts. Um, you know, I yeah, I would love to have Williams and and Herbert. That's a tough one to pull off, just because I think a lot of people right. are high on Herbert, even if they're not quite as high on Mike Williams as as I am. Um, you know, I think I've mentioned I mentioned my my sneaky stack, which was a Naheem Hines on a previous show with Matt Ryan. Um, I I do really like that, and with how highly I have Michael Pittman, I just I can't leave those two out and then you know i think another one that i just and again being higher on these guys i'm, I'm getting them more often because they they i say fall to me even though i would pay up higher for them but you know kyler and hollywood and i honestly have a couple rosters where i've grabbed deandre hopkins later right just in case things fall off or when hopkins come back um you know something that terrifies me is in best ball mania or some of these big uh underdog drafts it's like somebody's going to have jamison williams and deandre hopkins and sneak into those last three weeks and those guys are going to go absolutely ballistic um and that absolutely terrifies me for guys that are they're people that honestly i have overlooked a little bit in drafts because of you know the suspension and the injury but a place where if you can get there and you can plug those two guys in with the talent they have um definitely definitely something to uh to take a look at so yeah guys i think we will wrap it up there unless you guys have any more uh nuggets or pieces here to throw out uh no i don't think so i've said my piece I've said my piece as well. All right. I'm going to throw one more name out there that I will take in the very last round of drafts, and that is Mr. Will Fuller. Just we're going to start mm. seeing camp injuries happen. We're going to start seeing things go down, and I, I don't know where he's going to end up. 
let's say Marquise Brown is suspended, Arizona, Will Fuller, uh, we're starting to uh, lose pieces with uh, Washington, like I mentioned, in Dallas. So just keeping an eye on him. Uh, and again, yeah, Will Fuller's will go on a team. And if he's my ninth wide receiver that I'm drafting in the 18th round of a best ball draft, not not too bad. Um, yeah. Guys, he will pay off. Let's uh let's go hot takes. I, you guys already know where I'm going. We've we've had the discussion around a couple guys here, so I, I'll let y'all go first. See if you have uh, if you're going to steal mine. If so, I will I will try to adapt on the fly. But hot takes, best ball related for this year and or you know leading into next year. What do you got? Go ahead, Chris. Okay, I'm going to get back on the Tyreek Hill train, but I'm going to package oh, Jamar Chase as well. Too. I'm going to say Tyreek and Jamar Chase are the only receivers this year that have 50-plus um, mm. games. Okay. PPR. Well, obviously, it's the adult format. I no, Yeah, that's a good pick. I could uh, – they're not – I mean – you think 50 points, like those are the first two guys. Like those are the very first two guys you go to, right? Like every time. It's, Ch- it's Chase and Hill right now. Yeah. Is that not hot enough? That's hot. I'm just saying. 50 is a lot. Like that's, that's hard to do. So it is hard to do. It's, uh, I, I could definitely see it. I'm sure Graham is quivering over there. Thinking I just, of two, I, I two are giving a, giving I a guy 50. Cannot stand it. But go ahead, Taylor. What do you have? All right, I'm a little little two-person here. Uh, Tyree Kill finishes in the top 12 easily, and Allen Robinson finishes outside the top 24. Two guys I talked about a lot, so I'm still going to ride that train. That's that's where I'm at on those two guys. Easily in and easily out. All right, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stay on the uh, the Tyreek Hill train here yeah. but you guys you guys know which way i'm going i just no i don't i don't get the love affair here but man he's been i know he was good with alex smith i think we're giving the upside to him that he's had with patrick mahomes in a completely different offense i mean i i can't see it so i'm gonna go where uh, i'm gonna go right back to where we started all of this and and the conversations we had but michael Pittman is gonna have more two touchdown games than tyreek hill will Hmm. Interesting. The only red zone target. If they're not giving it to the running back, that's that's where it's going. So, and just to throw it out there, Carson Wentz, um, Tua would have had to throw in four more games if he had stayed healthy, which is a whole different conversation. When Carson Wentz can stay healthy for a season, but Tua can't, um, Tua would have had to throw thirty passes per game to equal the same number of attempts that Carson Wentz had last year in the Indy offense. So, um, for those other four games, um, so I'm a uh, Matt Ryan, Michael Pittman. Hey, Car- Carson Wentz is a known ball slinger, though he just doesn't know where it's going. Yeah, but we talk about that offense and being so run heavy. I- anyways, we're not going to keep going on this. We're talking about one spot between two guys, uh, fellas. Been a good show. Again, more back and forth, and it's always revolving around one or two players, right? It was Justin Fields, it was one or two running backs, and here we are with Michael Pittman and Tyreek Hill. Oh, well, uh, yeah. Good news. And Allen Robinson. And Allen Robinson. Yeah, we got differing. Me and Chris are on the same page there, and then we're going to fight to the death over Tyreek Hill. Um, Robinson stinks. All right. Well, good news is we got football, live football, NFL, fired up about it so we can start to see all these things play out see who is right who is wrong join us on twitter for the conversation instagram qc underscore fantasy or at qcfantasy.com uh and again 
please subscribe, rate us, all the fun stuff. We're getting close to a thousand downloads, guys. I think we've been doing this for like a little over 60 days, maybe 90 days now, not even. Um, so thank you for everybody that's been listening. Tight ends are next. Then we will have a Best Ball Mania 3 draft live with the three of us. It's going to be chaotic. It's going to be fun. And we're going to disagree and probably time out on some picks. So, all right, fellas, 100%. it's been real. Have my have my first redraft on Monday. I'm excited. Oh, baby. Ooh, here we go. It's getting, hey, we're in August. It's football season, baby. Let's go. Uh, you guys didn't want to follow up the it's football season, baby. Let's go. I, I, like, the, I like the dramatic pause there. That was great for an outro. I already yelled before about football. Fantastic. Good show, guys.